How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Welcome to another episode of the SD4L show. I'm Justin Thin. There's my co-host Matt Sheehan. And today we are covering a team that is in the Sweet 16. Sweet 16. Yep. The sweetest of 16s. Yep. Let's go. No one else can say that other than maybe 15 other teams' uh, media bases. At least one of them have to be another Big Ten team, though. I just want to make that clear. Possibly. Right? I think There's there were a lot of bids, and somebody was saying, like, Izzo's washed. So if he's here, then everyone's probably here. Sure. Right? A lot of, lot of generational seasons for these teams, too. Yeah. yeah that's a lot right. A lot of generational big men, obviously. Oh, so, you yeah. Know. How could you not get through the Sweet 16 at least once in Trace right. Jackson Davis's career? Right. Or, you know, Zach Eady. Yeah. Uh, surely. The it's, national player of the year gets right. the Sweet 16. Especially since they're hanging the little banners uh, with the conference yeah. titles and, and, and winning the three-day tournament in Chicago. Yeah, sure. You would think it translates, right? You would hope so. And that you know, got Brad Underwood in Illinois just yeah. really fired up to be part of the field of 64. As three years in a row, field of 64. Three years in a row. It's very clear that's your uh, end goal when you don't make it any further than that. Uh, yeah, yeah, we are going to beat this drum pretty loudly here. Um, and we're going to have fun it's doing it. This is know, a great time. It's I'm okay, this. though, yeah. because I'm sure all the schools ran into oh. tough tasks. Sure. Sure. Nobody ran into any school that didn't win their conference no. out of a mid-major no. that was the shortest Please. team in college basketball, coached by, couldn't possibly be coached by someone in their first year in Division I basketball. I, I, that sounds a little too good to be true. Yeah, I don't think that would ever happen. If it happened, happen, that'd be embarrassing. Game. Let me yeah. tell you that. No, this is this is great. We are going to rub <laughs> this in to everyone else's face. I doubt a lot of other Big Ten fans are watching Spartan Dogs for Life right now, but us state fans, we're going to enjoy this one because we've heard a little bit here. The last few years, oh, Izzo's washed. Oh, Mr. March. No, he's not. He's the only one standing in the conference. You clowns. So bow down, pay your respects, kiss the ring. Thank you very much. The, tra- the, the Izzo bashing was obviously warranted, though, because he won two whole tournaments without making a suit 16. Two, so. two whole tournament. Yep. Mm-hmm. I know. It's a bummer. How dare he? Yeah. How dare he? Now we're dancing, still dancing, baby. That's right. For the 15th time, oh. the Sweet 16. 15th time. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. I mean, I, I know I'm stating the obvious here, but 25 straight tournaments 15 of those in the sweet 16 and also too we might get in some stats here about how good tom Izzo is in mm. these sweet 16s but who's to say i don't know it might be a little segment here mm. uh, a little bit interesting i enjoy the segments now that i got a win yeah, in right. last yeah, week's you're coming in here white hot yeah, one in yeah. six <laughs> one in six on two hour facts one is whack yeah you're like so, michigan state you get hot during march man exactly you know, just exactly stumble in here but then leave even with though greatness. i think this is like the Third Wednesday of March, and I still don't have a winning record, but sure. We'll, not we'll here to talk that. about that. Not here yeah. to talk about that. That's but yeah, right. so I guess what we are here to talk about. Those dogs. Look at that. Look at that transition. That was beautiful. That was nice. That was um, really nice. <laughs> Michigan State. Solid wins. Solid wins this weekend. Combined 19 point victories. Yeah, that's not, in March not too Madness. shabby. In, yeah. in March Madness, when you're. What was the first spread? The first spread was like one and a half points. They're favored yeah. against USC. The second game, all right, one and a half point underdog right. against Marquette. And. Uh, 
That was some kind of no-doubters down the stretch. Yeah. I say no-doubters very loosely here because ever since that faded Iowa game <laughs> happened, we, we understand to not celebrate until the clock hits zero. But also, too, like, looking back to the Iowa game, what a godsend for the team. Because, mm-hmm. like, they... they do not go down swinging. It doesn't matter if they're up eight points under a minute left. Like, no, we're still going to be all up in your shorts playing right. lockdown defense now. So Yeah, and, and, and dunking for the first time <laughs> sure. in, in, in entire careers. Sure. <laughs> in entire careers. Yeah, so that was a nice little game here. And that, uh, that that's paid dividends. That was a loss that's paid dividends. And uh, I know that there's a lot more that happened in these last two games that we'll talk about. But yeah. that was nice. Just the last little minute there, never yeah. any quit with this team. Right, definitely. Yeah. I think um, – the most impressive part about this, as everyone that has talked about this has already pointed out, obviously, but yep. Michigan State did not have the three-point ball or the three-point shot going for them these, no. these past two games. Um, and yet they went ahead and they won two games with gritty defense and toughness. Kind of just became a throwback Tom Izzo identity out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, this team, we always have been saying on this show, even after losses, like, hey, it's not a moral victory, but we do think this team has more grit than the past two years. Mm-hmm. Sounded kind of corny and hanging your hat on sure. a small thing, but it was true. It was a fact. And now we are finally seeing that in the wins and losses column and at the most important time. If you would have told me that they would go two for 16 against uh, the nation's number six offense, that ideally uh, you would have thought would have been putting up 70, 80 points based on how those metrics uh, yeah. would say. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> right that did not happen, Matt. Instead, the team that went two for 16 was the team that won. Yeah, naturally, of yeah. course. Um, and also, you get USC game only taking 14 three-point attempts and only two guys making them. All right, it was Joey Hauser, who had a really nice day from beyond the arc in the USC game, but also Jaden Aikens only made one, and then it was just blanks everywhere else. But we also saw in the two games that sometimes stereotypes and cliches, uh, things of that nature, are kind of true. Like, hey, guard play is really important for March Madness. Like, mm. that, you saw that in spades the last two games and not just on the offensive end yeah Tyson Walker got his what was it 35 combined points over the two games AJ Hogart some great moments as well but the defense this is something that we already know all right Boogie Ellis Tyler Kolick combined 13 points both of these guys had their worst games of the season against the Michigan State Spartans and yeah it's no mistake why Michigan State is dancing after you know their strength of defensive guard play on the other team's strength of offensive guard play collided and well who won that battle i think it's michigan state spartans yeah Yeah, there we go just holding um colic and boogie ellis to 13 combined points is an unbelievable feat it's crazy yeah you would think like even on an off day like a free throw here and there maybe one three there those guys would probably combine for 20 even on a bad day for both of them each no that is not the case um, and then on the flip side, like talking about scraping together points, you have someone like Joey Hauser, who's being guarded by the Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year, leading the entire game and scoring, I believe, with 17 points against USC. So just like you have guys coming in here going against um, – this isn't regular season play anymore. Everyone here is somehow impressive, whether it's a six-man of the year here and there for yeah, Marquette, right. whether it's a big big 12 – or sorry, Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year. And these are guys that are coming in at the most important time of the year, peaking at the right time. Like you always hear everyone say, whoever peaks at the right time is the one that's going to be going far in March. And somehow Michigan State is doing that in almost every facet of their game. Obviously, three-point shooting withstanding. But you have rebounding better than you've seen at all year. Granted, part of that is matchup dependent. Yep. They haven't gone against a great uh, defensive rebounding team. But um, 
ball ball security. I don't know what the statistics say, rel but relative to how many steals Marquette forces per game, winning that turnover battle to me is the most impressive ball control feat of the season. Yeah. And then athleticism and just hustle, being active with your hands, even if you're not rebounding it, moving your feet, staying in front. Those little things that in the middle of the season when you would like to see that in a random Wednesday at 9 p.m., it doesn't really matter at the end of the day if we saw it there. We're, we're seeing it now. And when you say high motor and, you know, playing smart with your feet and everything like that, it's impossible not to think about the big men. Yeah. You know, Monty Sissoko had maybe his best game since the Iowa game at home. If you even want to go further than that as far as importance, like the Champions Classic. Yeah. I mean, he played outstanding, and he did a lot of it, too, with four fouls. Like he had yeah. four fouls pretty late in that game there, and he was still walling up great. Uh, mm -hmm. He had high motor the entire time, and that's something that we've never questioned with Mahdi, right? I mean, right. of course he's had up and downs, but yeah. motor's never been questioned. But yeah. it was nice when the motor was up high, but it wasn't just erratic mm -hmm. the entire time. You know, yeah. he played smart, he played clean, except the four fouls, which is nice. You want yeah. I want Mahdi leaving every game with four fouls. I would agree. Like that's that's a man that needs to use all four of them, and uh, Carson Cooper too as well. Yeah. Okay, just a little 16-minute action for you. Just best game of his young career against USC in an NCAA tournament game. Like, when, when he had that little rim run, uh, scooping <laughs> up the, the Tyson Walker missed layup there and, and yep. dunked it, I almost hit my head on the ceiling yeah. of the house. Um, that, that was probably the most hype I was beside the Tyson Walker dunk against Marquette over the whole weekend. That was electric. And that's electric. really all Michigan State needs from Cooper. They don't need him to develop a post game this year. Oh, yeah, he doesn't have to be Joel Embiid yet. No. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, just he, all he and Madi need to do is they need to make the opposing center work for all of their points. Yep. Just wall up, baby. Right. Just wall up. And that's when right. there's an opportunity to rebound, we, w we would like to see them box out and we would like to see them catch the ball. That's it. We will. That that's all you can kind of hope for in this experiment that Izzo was running this year, yeah. where it was about long term development. It's how would these guys all look next year when the chips are really on the table? Now this is starting to look like an opportunity here anyway. We'll see how far they can get. We'll talk about that later in the show. So I guess we shouldn't really say, oh, it's all about next year. This year was just a trial run. That's sure. kind of not what we want to say. But at the end of the day, everybody knew this was going to be a development year for two of the three centers at least. Yeah. Ended up looking like that for Madi at the whole time to, through. But all Michigan State really needs from their center position is what we saw the last two games. Mm -hmm. So Right on. There we yeah. go. And now here we are moving on to Kansas State. Yeah. Oh, God, I just felt the palpitation in my chest there. Uh, 6.30 <laughs> Thursday, Madison Square Garden. Awesome. No, we're going to be positive here. This is a good thing. I don't care that Michigan State is 4-12 and 12 Madison Square Garden in their lives. You know what that means, Justin? They're due. They're due, baby. That's what yeah. I'm talking about. Um, just early vibe check on this Kansas State game because I could be talked into a 20-point Michigan State win as easily I could be talked into a 20-point Wildcat win in this one. So I'm everywhere. Yeah, I'm everywhere. I don't know. I yeah. think I think the as the game's gotten closer, I've become more optimistic of MSC's okay. chances. Okay, um, it's good. Kind of the for the Marquette game, it was even keeled for me the whole time. I was thinking Michigan State probably will win this game if mm -hmm. the threes fall. Obviously, that formula was not at all what happened, no. so I don't know ball. <laughs> right. But I kind of was the whole time thinking like, all right, Michigan State the threes will fall this game. They'll go toe to toe with Marquette, but they'll be tougher, and that'll that'll be how it goes. This time around, right after the game ended, I'm like, yeah, okay, no. So that's three games in a row where they've had a three-point shooting slump. Yep. Um, they're just winning off of pretty much pure effort. And eventually that's not going to be sustainable if the shooting is not there. But the more I kind of think about it, where is Michigan State's strength on defense, Matt? 
I would say around the perimeter with the guards, Justin. That's, right. That's my guess. And yeah. where would you say, Matt, are most of Kansas State's points coming from? Is it around the perimeter with guard play? Do they got a nice little guard over there? Okay. That, that huh. is the case. Okay. So hmm. I don't think Michigan State needs to break out of this three-point shooting slump necessarily. Not like, to win this game. I would like them to, though. That would be amazing. Yeah, that would just be saying, sensational. Just saying. But with that said, right. go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. But also, I don't know if it will because, first of all, obviously, three straight games in a row, mm-hmm. horrible three-point shooting. Yep. And um, two for 16 last game. Not great. And then they were looking at – Five for fourteen the game before that, so decent but not great. Yeah, and then three for sixteen against Ohio State. So, Uh-oh. <laughs> so right. bad slump. Now you combine that with the fact that they're in Madison Square Garden. Yeah, and now Matt, unfortunately, the worst stat for this argument of their slump not breaking. I think I could counter this. I can't wait to hear. Can this. you counter this? I, I would. I, I hope you can counter. I this. I might be able to. I might be able to. I, I may have gotten some help earlier from a, a Kansas State friend. Perfect. So, yeah, go ahead. So Kansas State's three-point percentage allowed. Oh, we got this one. Fifteenth in the nation. Yeah, it's pretty good. Please tell me that that is irrelevant. It's pretty good. I was talking with Mason Voth of EmaOnline.com. That's okay. right. Every man a wildcat. Online.com. He covers Kansas State, and we talked about that for a little bit. I have another show locked on Spartans. Not mm-hmm. to plug that really quick, but. He said, like, yeah, we are a great three-point defensive team on paper. Mm. But if you watch the games, like, we do let up a lot of wide-open three-pointers. And the Big 12 as a whole, not a conference of shooters. There are only three teams in the in the Big 12 that shoot over 35% as a whole. Mm. Now, for comparison, the Big 10, they have five teams that shoot above 35%. So it's not, like, a staggering difference, but... The Big 12, kind of kind of booty uh, at shooting the three-point ball, mm. if I could borrow that term from 2018. Yeah. Um, but or, yeah. from, or from 2023 Brad Underwood. Or that one. <laughs> 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 you know, <laughs> or that too. So don't get me wrong. Like, yeah, on, on paper, the 15th best three-point defense in the nation scares me a little bit. Uh, Marquise Noel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Big 12 all-defense team. So he is pretty yep. solid as well. It won't be necessarily incredibly easy, but – there might be a little context to that stat uh, right. that hopefully Michigan State can rely on. I just hope they shot the daylights out of those tournament balls they're using, though, man. Yep. Uh, because, like, look, this this isn't just a Michigan State problem. Mm-hmm. I really wish I remembered who had this stat. I, Jeff Goodman, John, I think John, it was. It was Jeff Goodman. Go. Almost okay. said John Goodman, but right. Jeff Goodman. You know what? We'll give them both credit. <laughs> it's somewhere around in the first two rounds, all teams combined are shooting like 30 or 31% on the tournament so far and i don't think it is conspiracy or tinfoil hat to say that it's the ball like now there have been complaints about this ball that the players are saying that it feels kind of lighter there's no real grip on it so i I hope msu got at least twelve thousand shots up per Mm -hmm. day with this new ball because i i I can't i can't do two of 16 from beyond the arc anymore as a fan and now so i i when i hoop i use the wilson evolution so now for me Every Baller. single time I airball, this is the go-to. The 100%. And I'll, I'll, I'll yep. say, hey, here's, here's Jeff Goodman's tweet. Yes. Yep. These are the facts. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is science. Yeah. There's a sample size of much better athletes failing at shooting the three ball than I. Yep. So, perfect. Got the Here's cop out on paper, ready to go. God, but, yeah, I, I agree. That. I think I every that. single shot they will have taken this week, um, no doubt, is with the Wilson Evo next ball. Mm-hmm. I think, um, honestly, I would even say going forward after we, we've seen this phenomenon – 
Michigan State should start using this ball probably the third week of February for all their practices. Oh, I like that. And um, yeah, you know, it, it's March is all that matters anyway. So if you flame out at the end of the Big Ten run, who cares? Oh man. No, I'm, I'm half kidding about that. But no, no I no, do no, no, think no. they should but start I'm, using I'm it sooner. Serious about that? I'm yeah, taking yeah. your joke, and I'm going to be serious about it. Actually, that's that's genius. Yeah, yeah. That. Maybe not February twentieth, but like I think a week or so before they started using it this year. Maybe maybe two weeks. So yeah. I think that's an adjustment that probably is learned here. You're onto something. You, you think you think Tom's listening right now, Tom Izzo? We'll clip this up yeah, and okay. post it on Twitter, and we know he'll definitely see he'll it if see it's it. on Twitter. And one of his eight burner accounts yeah. that he's farming over there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Nice. Sounds good. So I, I like think um, to your point about uh, that's great context. Yeah. Uh, you like shout that? out to yeah. Mason and shout out to you for for making that interview happen. Sure. Yeah. And just but, remembering. Yeah. Yeah. Bad the, memory <laughs> in this brain. So. Yeah. <laughs> But I, th- I think that's a great point. Um, a lot of the Big 12, they thrive on athleticism and, and driving to the paint, oh, yeah. earning the buckets. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's a, that's a good stat there. And also because of the fact that when you have someone like Marquise Noel and he is suffocating the point of attack on offense, it kind of crushes the dribble drive. So in A.J. Hogarth's case, I don't think that would be as much of an issue. I think Michigan State can get the dribble drive going. Okay. He, Noel's probably not going to be guarding AJ anyway just because of the difference in measurables. Right. So I think that is something where whoever, maybe Tyson Walker, right, if that's who Noel is guarding on defense, he might have trouble becoming unstuck. But Aikens, Hauser, off of a Hogar dribble drive, I think that's an element Michigan State can play with a bigger guard that a lot of teams yep. in the Big 12 might not have been able to. So just kind of some, some things we can see if they can take leverage or if they can leverage. But – Honestly, the the scariest thing about this was um, I was listening to Mark Titus' show. and okay. um, great show. Yeah. Yep. Jake Marsh on there pointed out Marquise Noel. Yeah. His Twitter handle. Yeah. At yeah. Mr. Mm-hmm. New York City. And that's where Madison Square Garden is, I believe. Yes. So, okay. Yeah. So now check. now okay. even worse. Yeah. Go on. His header. That's his great. header picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> underestimate me so i can embarrass you his pinned tweet man heart over height yeah no he's checking every box it's about it's about wrapped up it's every (laughs) every box is being checked right now for like just great march madness story uh cbs gushing over him when they get to the final four uh yeah well i've seen this play out every single march madness there's that one hero out there and like of course it's gonna be him um (laughs) <laughs> we got a New York kid, though. This is true. I was hoping that's where you would take it so we could stop being negative for the segment. Not negative. Just giving yeah. everyone a heads up. This that's is like, true. Yeah, we, are, we are mentally guarding ourselves from true. what could happen. Now, with that said, there's another gentleman from the great city of New York. His name's Tyson Walker. Uh, he is returning home. And also him and Marquise Noel, like, know each other. So mm-hmm. I don't know, like, if this – could this be a game where, like, both guys are just trying to out-alpha one another and it is just one-on-one ball? And I, I don't I, – the thing I – you know, like, Tyson, I think, is – I think he's smart enough not to get fully into that. But right. I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's just going to be fascinating. I – I've only thought about this game like every hour I've been awake right. uh, ever since Sunday. And like I've played out every scenario in my head. But yeah, that's one that's sticking out to me. Like, yeah. Are these I, guys just going to try to have an, an alpha off be- between the two and just see who's going to claim the city for once and for all? I don't know. I just, yeah, I think. I'm starting to sweat. I, I think with, with Michigan State having the ball in Hogarth's hand the whole time uh, to initiate the offense. It's going to help a little bit. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, th- I think I can definitely see Noel going to that hero ball route especially early on if they're not having a lot of success running sets. I know. Um, and he did it last game against Kentucky, 
and it really worked. That's he scored true. 23 of his 27 points in the second half. And That's even when true. he wasn't scoring the second half, like he was great at cutting through the lane, helped defense would cut off. And right, I'm just going to slip this pass right by you here. Here's a wide open dunk. Like it's like, oh my God, this guy is, he's five steps ahead of the, the yeah. defense he's going against. So it, it'll be, a t this is all to say it'll be a tough matchup, but yeah. And then Keontae Johnson is another name for Kansas he, State. Yeah, uh, spooks me a lot. Yeah, yeah. as he should. Spooks me. Yeah, he's had uh, 20 points, uh, I believe, eight times and 34 starts this year. So about 33% of the time almost, he um, goes ahead and gets a 20-piece for his team. Um, I'm not he, having fun anymore. Malik Hall is probably going to be the primary on him, I would say, because of measurable. So. If not him, then who else? I, I don't, yeah, exactly. Right? And I mean, if he gets three or four fouls, uh, Jay Nakins has given up 30 or 40 pounds on him, two inches. Yeah. So, like, yikes. Uh, Joey Hauser, I, I would love him for his offense. I don't think yeah. he'll be getting his defense. So, yeah, yeah Malik's going to have to play smart. I mean, also just, like, AJ's going to have to play smart, too. Like, that is what I kind of oh, yeah. get nervous about. Like, if Noel is switched on him or if that's just a straight-up assignment on a trip down the court. Like, Noel is shifty, man. That, mm. this, get, this guy is a firecracker. Hand checks, AJ. Of a man. So, like, yeah, you got to keep – I would almost tape the hands behind his back. I agree. Um, just to make sure, like, oh, he's going this way, and then oh, here's a whistle. Great, now we got two fouls with 11:08 yeah. left in the first half. Yeah, well, and, that's another that's another nightmare scenario yeah. I've played and, out. And, and a guy like Noel, you're not going to be able to strip him as your as the primary defender. No, that's no. where you try to clutter the the driving lane and have someone like Akins or Hall from the outside poke it free. Yep. So there's no excuse really. Anytime a defender commits one of those fouls, like those to me are the most frustrating fouls uh, out of all of them. But then uh, Kansas State doesn't really have anyone else that really cares a scoring load. They have two other guys that are even averaging more than eight points per game, and that's Naquan Tomlin and Desi Sills. Yeah. Um, Desi Sills uh, averages 8.8. .8. Tomlin averages 10.3. Both of them shoot 29% and 27% respectively from three. Yeah. So I can, I can see one of them going seven for nine from three and looking like Clay Thompson just because of the stakes. But for the most part, that dribble drive shouldn't yield a rainstorm of threes like it does with some lethal guards out there sure absolutely um if, if i could just throw one stat out there to maybe yes give some comfort to state fans because i i know we just threw a lot at you guys uh in the last five minutes and maybe not all of it was fun but look it's a sweet 16 <laughs> every team's gonna be good now and right. you know, we're not gonna lie and say oh it's an easy win absolutely not no but um look i just want to mention this really quick uh the gambling line came out kansas minus one and a half it is now Kansas plus five, plus 1.5. That means they are underdogs right now, yet they are still getting 65% of the money their way from the public. That's all I'll say. Um, if you know anything about gambling, you might have a, a, a wry smile over there on that side of the camera because uh, let's just say the last game Michigan State played, they were only getting 35% of the money betting publicly. How'd it go? I just... Yeah. That town over there in the desert keeps their lights on for a reason. They, that's, all, that's, that's all. That's all. That's yep. all I want to say. Let me yep. just find some wood to knock on. Yeah. Go. Plus, we know the line moved like two and a half points just because of what you put down on Michigan State anyway. So. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> just my kid's college fund. That's okay. So that's fine. College is overrated. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, so. I know you have that saved for the for the live money line bet for the opposition the second MSU gets up 10 for all these games. He, he knows me so well. <laughs> that's 100% that's, that's what I did against Marquette. Yeah. Same with USC as well. Up eight, up eight points in the first half. USC plus seven and a half. Let's have your happiness. Let's go. Oh, what's that? We're up 12 against Marquette. Yeah, Marquette plus five and a half live lines. Yeah. Yeah. Sin, you know me. That's, yeah, that's 100% what happened. Yeah. But um, also, uh, speaking of these betting trends, you said before the Marquette game even happened yeah. to watch that trend. 
That's yeah. not something you oh, just yeah. figured out. You said the oh, yeah. same thing happened in the MSU Duke game mm. in 2019, right? 2019, it was it was Duke minus one and a half, and I said Vegas is begging people to take Duke right yeah. now. I was at a bar at St. Patrick's Day when the line came out for this Marquette game. We're just doing story time with Matt right now. And I looked at my phone. <laughs> said Marquette minus two and a half. They should be like minus five, I thought. So it's like Vegas <laughs> is begging people <laughs> to take the Golden Eagles here, and they ate up all the slop that they did. It was like 65 to 70% of the money going to Marquette, and that line wasn't budging either. That's when I knew it was curtains for Michigan State. Like That's that's when I knew that kids are going to be okay. <laughs> so Even with two of 16 shooting, it was all fine. That's right. Follow the numbers, folks. That's right. Genius. That's all the analysis you need. But I don't know why he talked about Norwell and yeah. Keontae Johnson. Yeah. Just... Why play the game, honestly? <laughs> why even play the game, in my opinion? I would just move on to Saturday. Let's see if we could cook something up uh, for that game. So, yeah, man. Anything else you want to say about Kansas State before we move on? Or uh... No, I think that's just about it. I think um, just let go with, just... Kansas State, with Kansas State being that good of a three-point percentage uh, defensive team, which I know you added great context. Yeah, but I tried. If, yeah. if, if, if we just assume, right, that the slump continues – I think the way they won the last two games has given them belief that a sustainable blueprint, at least sustainable for one more round, where you're not going up against a team that is matched up against your biggest weaknesses. Like sure. Kansas State's not a great rebounding team. They don't have a power scoring center. So for one more game, I think you can sustain a poor shooting night and you can get two-point field goals to be pretty much all of your points. In that regard, Kansas State is 191st in the nation in two-point field goal percentage. So this is a team where, once again, you can go in there, get quality looks, and crash the glass. They're outside of the top 200 in defensive rebounding, just like USC was, just like Marquette was. So this is a, a blueprint where one last time, probably one last time, you can go ahead and grit your way to a win without the shots falling. If they fall, even better. But please, I think there's, a, there's an please. avenue here for them to win this game. How many threes would they have to miss to start the game before you start panicking? Because if one. they start 0 for 3, one. okay, just 1. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's fine. They, if they that's miss fine. the first one, it's like the shooting slump is bona fide, yeah. like locked in. They're not going to yeah. make another 3 until 17 seconds left in the game. I like that. Down, down like 8. Yeah, don't even attempt to 3 the rest of the game if you yeah. miss your first one. Just play like 1952 yeah. style basketball. Exactly. Yeah. The, the okay. first miss 3, after that, pretend you are Ben Simmons. I love and that. And finish the game with, with that. But like pre-hiatus Ben Simmons where you're still passing. I was going to say, like, still play. Still the game. Defending. Yeah, still play. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, that's yeah. good. Okay. Yeah. All right. I like that. Well, I, I I think that was a good preview of Kansas State. Yeah. We talked about our highs. We talked about our lows. And I think everyone's uh, anxious ball of energy right now going into this game. It is so funny that, like, this is what we were rooting for. Like, we, we like, <laughs> it, I'm sure a lot of state fans were similar here. Like, it, it felt like the last five minutes, like, you could just throw up at any time and the anxiety was just sky high. <laughs> the nerves were horrible. But yet, like, you're rooting for the chance to feel like this all over again on Thursday. Like, it is such an unhealthy way to live, but it, it's March. What are you going to do? Yeah. Not watch? Not not root way too hard for a college team? No. Get out of here. So yeah. No shot. And I hope we get to do it again Saturday, too. Yeah. And then the following Saturday. And then the Monday after. So yeah. We'll see you here. I got a quick question. Ask me this question, Matt. I got a quick question. Have you let your mind wander to Michigan State cutting down the nets in Houston yet? Have you let yourself get that far in your daydreaming, yes or no? I have bookmarked seven hotels in Houston. Oh my God! Okay, wow. <laughs> That's but okay. That's just, solid. Yeah, but I That's, wow. net cutting. I don't know. Getting there, cutting the getting net in, there in, in, in sure. Madison Square Garden. 
Yeah, yeah, for 100%, sure. One hundred percent. I'm talking Houston, national title cutting the nets. See the thing and is, RG Stadium. The thing is, is right now in this region, mm-hmm. you have Kansas State, Tennessee. Tennessee scares me a ton. We can talk about yeah. that. But I think beating those two teams is different than beating Alabama. Or yeah. from the from the top left, or from the top right, beating Houston, Houston. Yeah. or even from the bottom right, either UCLA or Gonzaga, or UConn. So I mean, to yeah, me, it's right. like you can get to the Final Four, but suddenly, like this whole tournament theme of oh, the, the good teams are knocked out, that ends right about there once you get to the Final Four. Right. So yeah. I, I don't see it. I don't. I don't see the second title coming this year. I but, haven't let my mind wander there until yeah. until okay either two things MSU makes the final four or if like Houston falls against I'm sorry Alabama, Alabama falls, falls against, against San Diego State then my mind will start to wander it's like mm-hmm. okay well they are on our side so like I, but yeah. yeah yeah so far I've only let my mind go to just the best and just drunkest Saturday night of all time as I'm just watching Izzo swing that net in the air for his ninth time in the <laughs> Final Four. So, oh, please happen. Please happen. That'd be so, so much fun. What, I guess, what would you say is the most ideal scenario for Michigan State to win a title in terms of all the other outcomes? I would say hmm. probably... I haven't watched enough San Diego State to say if they would be better than, or worse of an opponent than Creighton. Creighton coming into the season was for some people. Some right. people even a had a winning national team. titles. Yeah. Um, my son actually has not winning the national title. So my two-year-old ball-knowing son who picked the Princeton over yeah, Arizona. Yeah, and that's upset, what scares so. me because he got the Princeton one right. Yeah, but, he also had Kennesaw State as a national runner-up. So, I mean, yeah, he, they, that's they, what we're working they, with here, everyone. They, yeah. they were challenging, challenging until halftime in the first game. I understand that. Yeah. But, so, it was devastating. <laughs> Obviously, with the transfer of Baylor Shireman and, and, and all that, yeah. Creighton's looking dangerous. Very, yeah. At the same time, San Diego State, when I was half predicting them to beat Alabama like a week ago and trying yeah. to put that on record so I can cut that and paste it if they somehow beat Alabama. As you should, yeah. I was saying they have nine of or their, their top nine leading scores are seniors. Yeah. That is unprecedented. It's, Without uh, doing any it's research. It's unbelievable. It's almost yeah. unbelievable. Like, like, <laughs> right. I, I can't believe that a roster can be constructed like right. that. Like that's so, so good for them, though. So out of those two teams, both of them would be quality, could be beatable. Mm-hmm. Would prefer them over Alabama, no doubt. On the other side, Houston I- ideally would lose in the Final Four. I maybe or I, dude, Texas. They I looked guess like an NBA team Texas. in the second yeah, half yeah. against Auburn. Houston looked like they could go for a four seed in the Western Conference in right. the second half against Auburn. Yeah, they looked unstoppable. Yeah. But, but hey, the first half they looked really. They're lousy, definitely so. beating the the Kings. I think no, so. I'm just no, I, no, they, they beat them in five games. I think. I think. I think Sacramento gets one, and then yeah, Houston takes the other. Gentlemen, sweet. Mark, Marcus Sasser is putting Deer and Fox in Guantanamo. Oh, it, oh just in Alcatraz. <laughs> you know it. But um, and then the UCLA Gonzaga opportunity. That's gonna be a great game. That yeah. right there, the winner of that game, I think, is Michigan State's best shot out of these top tier teams okay. making it in, um, because. Gonzaga's a team Michigan State went toe-to-toe with back back yeah. early in the season. Right. And we saw right after that, after that Kentucky game, like what Michigan State really kind of was, was not – that was not really what they were at the time. They played kind of as anomalies, and then the rest of the season we're like, okay, this is what Michigan State is. So I would say at that point that wasn't what we – I know Mati Suzuko is his best version of himself. Yeah. But I think Michigan State could have been better than they were back then. So – if you have an injured UCLA team or a Gonzaga team, you've already gone toe to toe with before you really started meshing and developing. I don't know. I think that's Michigan State's best best window of opportunity. 
I, it's hard to argue any of that. Yeah, I mean, or it just you know, Princeton keeps on doing what they're doing, and then yeah. you know, the clock strikes midnight. Clock strikes midnight at the Final Four. Nailed it. Uh, I think that is another good way to win a national title. But he's got to take care of business first. I feel like we're. I. Can, I I can't do this anymore. Like I can't jinx it because now now we're getting in uncomfortable territory where like we're talking national title and if they go out and lose by thirty tomorrow, we're have some upset people. We're have some really upset people. I think they'll have more to be upset at than us. Oh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> you'd be really surprised. I think. <laughs> I think everyone would just be googling like random centers that were in the portal last year and being like, oh, we could have had this guy. Yeah, Fardos Amak with his one foot. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> with his, like, two, two you know practices it. played this year. Yeah, you know it. Good Johnny point. Broom and his eliminated Auburn team. Yep. Oh, my God. Yeah. I only tried their best. Manny Bates. I don't even know what Butler finished this year. Probably, I don't know, <laughs> fine, fine enough. Probably, that's my guess. But, yeah, I guess uh, reeling it back a little and just diving into the rest of the East region here in the Sweet 16, obviously Tennessee, everyone knows about Tennessee. They uh, basically got away with a UFC fight against Duke. That was somehow, ridiculous. Some way. Yeah. But the NCAA gave the Duke whistle to Marquette instead of keeping it with Duke. So that was just a wild occurrence there as – Kyle Filipowski was walking around just broken and battered with, with blood gushing. Uh, that was that was insane, dude. It, it looked like he got jumped in an alley by halftime. It's like, oh, and no one's in foul trouble either. Yeah. Tennessee, great, awesome. That's that's a good yeah. officiating crew. So Tennessee this year uh, at the start of March Madness, I don't know about right now, they were fourth and net in the entire country. Yeah. Fourth and net, right? But the four seed in their own region. I so, right. I don't get that. Yeah. So very like, underseeded. Whatever. Um, obviously, that's not a tell-all, but that's impressive. They're number one in Ken Palm adjusted defense. They are, yeah. Defense travels. That's why I don't put a lot of stock into this. Oh, it's Rick Barnes, and we have Tom Izzo, so I Michigan know. State's going to win. I know. Rick Barnes, for him to have success in March would be unprecedented. You know what else is unprecedented for Rick Barnes? Having this good of a defense. Yeah, I know. That year when they went to the Sweet 16, I think in 2018-19 season, he had the 48th or 43rd gotcha. ranked defense. This is a different makeup. This is a different team. So Tennessee, we'll see. They play an FAU team. And talk about underseeded based on net. FAU in the entire nation was 13th in net. Yeah. Nine seed in their own conference. Uh, or own, own region. I, I, every year I try to make sense in that. And then every year, like, I see seedings like yeah. this happen. It's like, I'm done trying to follow it. Like, whatever. Yeah. And but, like a sucker, I'll come crawling back and try to understand it next year. But, yeah, like, I, I, I have been a loyal member of the Church of Rick Barnes slander. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I was on this before, like, this was a Twitter thing. Like, I, I would like to <laughs> – I, I don't get a lot of things right here. But, like, this I knew. I sniffed this out from the beginning. I knew that any time you're paired up against Rick Barnes in March – Congratulations, you're going on to the next round, but man, I just go back to that Duke game. It, it, it was like organized MMA on a basketball court with just like an orange ball thrown in the middle, and Duke had no idea what was happening to them. I wouldn't either, but like that is also just hilarious about what's going on with the officiating. And look, everyone's barking up and down about the officiating. It's like, what's going on? It's just so inconsistent. Like, you'll watch one yeah. game, like the Tennessee Duke game, where, <laughs> like, the refs forgot their whistles at the hotel room. And then you're watching MSU Marquette, where you, you can't even move inside the arc without having a whistle blown. So, yeah. whatever. I mean, it is what it is. I, yeah. 
You were probably at um, George Mason games, just giving Rick Barnes all the grief for being a fraud. Just it, riding him like a $3 yeah. mule. Since, yeah. Since before mm -hmm. the Twitter days, he said. That's Shannon, right. Shannon was on MySpace criticizing. Yeah, opening up my bedroom yeah. window, screaming <laughs> to anyone that would pass by, Rick Barnes is a fraud! Couldn't make a sweet 16 with Kevin Durant! So, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's how I pass my time as a, as a middle schooler, yeah. uh, high schooler. No no chasing girls or uh, being cool or anything. Just, just, just posters of Rick Barnes with, it, with an X through his face <laughs> yeah. just yeah as if he owes me money yeah, yeah. that's right <laughs> but no it's quite the opposite rick Barnes has actually won me a lot of money in march so uh <laughs> hopefully uh he can continue to do that yeah. this this year by losing yeah so that's the game right on top of michigan state yeah um so we'll see i i would probably guess that michigan state or kansas state would play tennessee but stranger things have happened yeah and um oh it's it's, it's march justin yeah, that's right it is so we will see what happens there Matt, what would you say has been the most impressive team in the tournament for you? Most impressive team? I, it, yeah, well, Princeton. Okay, like that's that's this one of the 15 seed. You know, not just winning the games, but also like winning that second game pretty decisively over yeah. Missouri. And also like chip stack against them, only having six points scored against them in the last 10 minutes against Arizona. So got to go with the storyline there. But God, it, it's, it's two very boring and basic answers. One's a 15 seed and the other one's the number one overall seed in this whole tournament yeah. and Alabama like once again like I'm just blown away by their defense uh they are just swarming just how strong they look I, they, they look look like a machine dude so yeah I hate to say it but also I, I do have my eye on Xavier just because I have yep. him in the final four so I'm using confirmation bias here yeah. but hey hey now starting with eight minutes to go against Kennesaw State they've looked really good so yeah. that three point balls back Jack Nungy is also looking strong so I, I know a lot of people are looking forward to this Texas versus Houston Elite Eight and it feels like whenever, mm -hmm. you know, talking heads and uh, analysts do that, like that yeah. matchup never ends up happening. So I think it will be Xavier versus Houston. Uh, yeah, definitely. And and Xavier, great – well, I shouldn't say great story there because Sean Miller is just it, – It's a story. It's Yeah, it's a story. It is a story. It's a notable one. Yeah, it, it's one you can tell. Yeah, yep. it, it, is, it is one that is worth noting. Sure. Yes. Yeah. It's Sean um, Miller. Hey, okay, <laughs> good for him. Maybe. Or but, not. <laughs> yeah, but but kind of the the Xavier um, storyline that I think is bigger and more overarching is the Big East. What the the Big East has done here, three teams in the Sweet 16. Um, the team that I was going to say uh, for my answer of most impressive is, is UConn. Uh, not because they've beaten anybody dramatic, but this was a UConn team yeah, that dude. won. Yeah. Um, I think, what was it, 14 in a row to start the season. Yep. Then they had an injury sort of spell, and they lost like six or seven games. Mm -hmm. And then after that, they roped off a bunch of wins again. And then here they are in March. They played a St. Mary's team last round that they beat decisively, a St. Mary's team that was Hammered a legitimate them. five seed. Yeah. And now look out. We got Hurley over here, one of those crazy psychotic coaches that – don't really know what to make. Is he going to flame out early? Is he going to inspire his team to the end? <laughs> right, I know. So no, that's you, UConn's a spicy team. I, I like them a lot, actually. Yeah. They got the big man in Sunogo. They got some great guard play. Yeah. yeah so they're now they're the Big nice East team. is going to have not only these three teams, but we'll see if um, Georgetown is going to be good under Ed Cooley, and yeah. and Slick Rick, Slick Rick in the building. Let's go. Slick Rick is back. Johnny, stand up. Let's go. J so, yeah. Slick Rick is back to that would terrify me as a Big East fan. In, yeah, in a very um, 
in an integrity-based manner, sure, going to build up the St. John's program. Yeah, well, it's he, a Catholic. Yeah, yeah. Right. we're going to do this by the, the holiest of ways. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, sounds like the streets are already saying Ian Jackson, five-star UNC commit. Yes, yeah. Wavering yeah. towards that direction. <laughs> yeah. We're looking at Boogie Fland. He's also kind of starting to great look at name. look at yeah, it's a great name. look at St. John's. Yeah, you got those two. You got a couple guys in the portal. Big East is looking scary, and St. John's is looking like it's towards the top of that pretty quickly if this plays out the way it does. Spicy, spicy. And I need I need I need uh, Slick Rick to make the um, at least the Final Four in like a year or two, mm-hmm. and then yeah. what we do is I'd we, be fine with that. We get a biopic where Al Pacino plays Rick Pitino. It's too perfect. It's too perfect. This is a, that, that's finally a movie that you might watch. No, don't be ridiculous. No, okay. no, 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 no. <laughs> if it's not the town, I ain't watching it. If it's not the town, I ain't down. That's a high, high like that. So, yeah. Um, I got I got I got a new segment. Yes, Justin. A new segment. I only. It, it, it's gonna be a quick segment. It's called "More Likely to Happen," where I'm gonna give you two scenarios. Which one is more likely to happen? The second one, whatever the second one is. Okay, you're probably right, actually. So the first one <laughs> is Tom Izzo running a breathing exercise during a timeout in a March Madness game. Definitely the second one. Or Tom Izzo making his team exercise in a timeout in the last five minutes of a March Madness game. What is more likely? Now this is a reference to Shaka Smart. He uh, had a breathing exercise for his team in the last few minutes during a timeout against Michigan State, which is a move like. If your team goes on to win, that's the most genius thing of all time. That is so unorthodox and outside the box. It can only be talked about in lore for the future to come for Marquette fans. However, if it doesn't work and you still lose by nine points and you actually had like a turnover, what, the following possession, you're really kind of looking like a clown. And I hate saying that because I do like Shaka Smart. I, I really hope he does well at Marquette. But odd decision there at the end. Or would Tom Izzo rather have his team just running just sprints during the timeout as a way to fire them up. What, what do you think Tempest would rather do in a timeout? Five minutes to go. First of all, an odd decision from from Shaka Smart is not the surprising. He wears long sleeves under a polo. <laughs> this is right up his alley then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, definitely the second one. I can easily see, mm-hmm. um, probably not with this current team, because even when they don't rebound, like someone like Madi, effort's always there. Yeah, yeah, but sure, I could sure. see like a scenario out there mm-hmm. where maybe with, with a different roster, a different center, where they don't box out for a rebound, Izzo calls a timeout, and he has them like just running and jogging in circles yeah, to sure. get him to actually move. And I can see that way more than whatever Shaka Smart was doing there. Yeah. I, that's just unfathomable to me, just because like at that stage of the game in crunch time, there has to be something more important you can impress upon your team. Something you have seen in the previous 38 minutes. So you're like, hey, Michigan State's been doing this. Hey, the, the past three possessions where yeah. Tyson Walker has scored and you guys right. haven't been able to stop him. Maybe let's try this instead. Yeah. Right? Like, if you want to say it in a nicer tone than Izzo, yeah. that's fine. You want to sure. sit there. You want to you sure. want to use the kind of tone that Izzo uses when he's mic'd up. Yeah. Where he's like, hey, come on, guys. You want to talk like that. That's fine. Yeah, that's okay. But how are you going to sit there and yeah. think that you have opened up a yoga studio yeah. while a C-16 birth is on the line? For 12 years or 10 years, sorry, oh, you man. have not won a tournament game before this run. Yeah. This you are this close for making a sweet 16. <laughs> and you're gonna sit there like you're on a picnic and have provide nothing of value. And then the broadcast goes ahead and presents this in a groundbreaking it's and good. admirable way. That's not good. <laughs> and I was trying to look this up. I didn't want to take too long. That would be bad, dead airtime, bad radio. No, that's but fine. I wanted to figure out what the exact run 
was after this stunt. It was a good one for Michigan State. It I'll was. tell you that one. Yeah, but very unique. Um, hey, Tyler Kolick, we haven't had you on the left side of the court running a set to your strong side uh, in a few minutes here. We're not going to run a set for that, though. We're not going to draw anything up. Hey, Cam Jones, you're doing really good getting spacing off the screens here. They're not fighting through the screens. Let's get you another three-pointer here. Or let's just let's all get in a circle, hold hands, and and breathe for a little bit. Again, like, this would be the most genius thing if it worked, but, like, it, it, it didn't at Matt, all. I have it. I have the number. <laughs> okay, please, please so, lay it on me. The CBS Sports app does not say that a timeout was taken here, but I remember it was okay. be- it was between free throws, right? Uh, yeah, I think you're right, actually. Okay, yeah, so yes. this was yes? taken with Marquette being down 56-55, this timeout. It was that close? When it, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, if wow. I'm right, because I'm looking at the 336 mark. Okay. 336 yeah. sounds about right. It, it does. Yeah. Okay. And that was the last time Marquette shot free throws. So, Olivier Maxence pro, uh, Prosper. Yeah. It, he made it 56-55. They did their breathing exercise thing. Marquette doesn't score again until Michigan State is up 66 to 55. Michigan State <laughs> went on a 10-0 run after the the impromptu yoga session, oh, and no. and then oh. the Tyler Kolek did hit a three with 35 seconds left. They made a two with um, 10 seconds left. So Michigan State went on a 10-0 run after the breathing exercise. Oh boy, I, I might have to get off my I like Shaka Smart soapbox like. That is, that's ter- like, I, I thought it was bad in the moment. After hearing the numbers, that's terrible. Oh, again, no no sets for Tyler Cole to get him going in some sign of desperation. Like, uh, massage his thumb at least yeah. and fix that. Sure, and- Cam Jones is four of nine. Now, let's make sure he doesn't shoot another three-pointer. We're just going to, it's okay. We're just going to. I never want to hear wow. anything else from that Twitter user hoops basketball breakdown or whatever. The one that says Izzo yells too much. Because we have just seen the opposite. The, the absolute opposite of that. I cannot think of anything more opposite of what No, you, of you're what spot on. This. You are spot yeah, on. Yeah, we have gotten the perfect science yeah. experiment here of two yeah. opposites. Mm-hmm. And the other one yielded a 10-0 run to the yeah. other method. Yeah. So One guy is Kenny going Smith, to... Anybody? Anybody else? I should have a list of these names. But anybody back then that was ranting about Izzo grabbing Kate sure. Brown? Oh, Get, get, get completely out of here. I don't want to swear on the microphone right now, but yeah, like one guy is about to have an aneurysm at any given time during the game. He's breaking clipboards, not even over his knee, just in thin air. He's just snapping right <laughs> over. The other guy's is doing a kumbaya session, and the world, okay, one of these guys has eight Final Fours. The other one hasn't made it past the first weekend in March since 2011. Uh, maybe that's a prison pudding. You just got to be a psychopath yeah. on the sidelines. I think we've had enough proof. Yeah, I think we've had enough proof. Are you ready to prove yourself again, Yes, Justin? I'm ready to go two and six. Are you ready to prove yourself once again in two are facts, one is whack. If this is your first time watching the show, hey, welcome. Thanks a lot for joining us. This is a lot of fun. I uh, hope you're having a somewhat moderate time yourself over there. Two are facts, one is whack. All right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Three statements, two of them are facts, one is whack. Justin Thin, are you ready for statement number one? I am. If MSU wins tomorrow, it would be Tom Izzo's longest winning streak in Sweet 16 games. Statement number two. Tom Izzo has been to the Sweet 16 14 times. Now, that is a fact. That's, you know, I'm going to give you that one. Right. In those 14 games, the winner has moved on to the Final Four on 11 of those occasions. Number three. MSU has had more postseason wins than Michigan in three of the last four postseasons. That's counting Big Ten Tournament, 
NCAA tournament, and if God willing, any team needs it, NIT games as well. And again, this is the Michigan State team that is dead. That is a thing of the past. March, Mr. March is dead. That's that Michigan State team. And then the Michigan team who is already better than Tom Izzo and has the program at heights never seen before. Uh, so I was told a few years ago. So um, which one is whack? I may have given a little more information on that last one. Than yeah, I usually that do. one. Yeah, that one. That one's looking true. Um, we'll see. Yeah. Michigan State went to uh, the Final Four three postseasons ago, or four, three, three, three postseasons ago. Three, yeah. Um, this year, Michigan State has four more. postseasons if you count this one. Sorry, 2023, the one we're in right now. 2022, 2021, and then 2019 was the fourth. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Four, yeah. And, and that's how you base the stat, right? Yep. Okay. Perfect. Yep. Yeah. You got so it. that one's yep. good. Sorry, concluding and this then, one. Yep. Yeah, and then. Um, yep. Michigan State went further this year. So, yeah, okay. Sure. So, the middle one was this is Tom Izzo's longest Sweet 16 streak, or was that the first one? That was the first one that okay. if he wins tomorrow, it would be his longest Sweet 16 winning streak. Okay. And then what was the middle one? The middle one is Izzo's been to the Sweet 16 14 times, and 14 of those games, the winner of that Sweet 16 matchup has moved on to the Final Four on 11 of those occasions. I will say that is true, and the first one's false. Two in a row. Let's go. Two in a row. Two in a row. Let's go. Let's go. Two in a row. I have uh, just briefly looking over all the the history of Tom Izzo's teams in March. The one takeaway I had is a lot of the times when Izzo loses, it's two eventual Final Four. A lot of times national championship game appearance teams. Spot on. So that is kind of the premise that I was going with there. And you nailed it. And I got the stats to back that up as well. Tom Izzo's longest Sweet 16 streak is actually five Sweet 16 wins in a row. 1999, 2000, 2001, 2003, and 2005 mm-hmm. made the Sweet 16. All those years made it beyond the Sweet 16 in those five years as well. Right now, the streak is at three. Okay, he won in 2014, 15, and 2019 as well. So this would be his fourth Sweet 16 win in a row. Izzo has been to the Sweet 16 14 times in 14 of those games. The winner has moved on to the Final Four on 11 of those occasions. Eight of those times... That's Michigan State going to the Final Four. They have won 10 Sweet 16 games under Tom Izzo. Eight of those 10 games, you go on to the Final Four. Now, the four games that they've lost, 1998 North Carolina, they go on to the Final Four. 2008, John Calipari's Memphis team, they go on to the Final Four. 2013, Louisville, Slick Rick Pitino, they went Mm. on to the Final Four. The only team that beat Michigan State in the Sweet 16 and did not move on to the Final Four, 2013, Duke under Coach K. So, it's a big game tomorrow. It's a big game. It's not a for sure end-all, be-all, but there is some numbers behind that as well. And then also, Michigan State's dead. Uh, They don't do anything in March. We're actually the superior postseason team. Uh, In three of the last four postseasons, again, this was Michigan's full renaissance era and the death of Michigan State basketball. (laughs) MSU has still won more postseason games in three of the last four postseasons. Of course, that includes Big Ten tournament, NCAA tournament, and if the kids need it, uh, the NIT tournament too, if you need to scrape wins from that as well. So that ended up being true. So look at you, two in a row. See, they're letting you get hot in March. It's in the air. It's in the air. That's what I'm talking about. Well done. Throwing all the performances in January and February. I love that. Manufactured adversity. And now this is is where you got to peak at the right time. This is like you shooting with the tournament balls in February. Exactly. Just to thrive in March. I like it. I like it. There we go. We bouncing this to Owen right now, or what are we going to do? We next? are, okay. I believe. We we can now bounce this to Owen, who is going to tell us about all of the happenings at Michigan State and other sports. Yeah, I mean, first off, big thing. Um, it was opening day today for MSU 
baseball and then yesterday MSU softball we'll start with them it was their opening day um, they won three no- nothing against uh, Central Michigan which is very exciting uh, they have weekend series coming up against Wisconsin which will be tough but uh, as of yesterday Faith, Faith Gidry was fantastic starting and just was phenomenal all the way through um, in the circle and then today MSU baseball was being shut out and um, they were being no hit in fact into the fifth inning they loaded the bases and then Trent Farquhar was hit by a pitch and then from there it just got contagious and MSU offense has just gone through the roof Uh, they've now won six straight they're really figuring it out pitching still work work in process but Nick Nick Powers he came out of the pen it was phenomenal as well really slammed the door shut and Michigan State was able to pick up the 8-3 victory. Um, they got Purdue coming in on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so we'll have to see whether, whether um, they can continue that streak. But, yeah. 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 Good stuff, Owen. Look at the baseball Spartans yeah. put the work in. There we go. Spotting, spotting the other team five innings of just now. We're not even going to try to get a hit here. and then just Manufactured adversity. Raking. Raking in the runs. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's right, baby. Just keep shopping. <laughs> Love it. Good job, baby. Appreciate it, Owen. You're the best All right, one. see you guys. Yep. Spartan Dog of the Week time. Sounds like it is that time. This is uh, this is gonna be a rerun here because look, we haven't been doing this segment for all too long. You know, maybe just a few months. Yeah. But this guy has to win it again, and this comes from a man that scored 35 combined points on the court the last two games, one against USC, one against Marquette. That's right. We're talking Tyson Walker. Okay, 35 combined points in the first two rounds. Also, my favorite part of that 35 point set is that 13 of them came in the last eight minutes and eight seconds of the Marquette game. Obviously, the going was getting tough from beyond the arc. All right, points were coming at a premium. Both teams ended up scoring under 70 points. It was time for someone to put the big boy pants on, and Tyson Walker looked around and said, I'll do it. Fine. All right, you guys want to go to the Sweet 16? I'll take everyone to the Sweet 16, (laughs) damn it. All right, we're going to get there. Everyone just look out. All right, I'm going to have my old mid-range jumper game. I'm going to have some crazy finishes at the rim. And by the way, I'm also going to play lockdown defense. I'm going to throw the clamps on whoever is across from me. Whether they have the ball or whether they don't have the ball, I'm going to get it done because I'm Tyson F. and Walker. And I want to go home. I want to go to New York. I want to play in Madison Square Garden, so... Everyone just just follow me. I got you guys. That's essentially what he said. So dog-like attitude. And he was also a dog in the press conference today. I don't know if you saw this from Kyle Austin of uh, MLive.com, but shared a little snippet of some of like the press conference. And short answers from Tyson. This guy's locked in. This guy's locked in. He's ready to absolutely unleash it tomorrow. Let me knock on the wood. But, yeah, Tyson, take it home tomorrow. And uh, congrats on your second Spartan Dog of the Week. What do you think excites him more, going to the Sweet 16 or winning two Spartan Dog of the Week awards? Has to be the two Spartan Dog of the Week I, Okay, I didn't want to pat ourselves on the back too hard, but yeah. like, yeah, like, let's just be honest. I don't think there's it. any question. No, okay, that's yeah. good, that's good. Shout out to the breathing exercises that made that finish happen. <laughs> oh, man, I'm going to need a lot of breathing exercises tomorrow, actually. That's uh, that's the the irony of it all. So I, <laughs> I, I will have to be doing that as well. But uh, I'm not I'm not going on the line for big free throws in a very important spot <laughs> of a game, so uh, that's that's the difference here. Oh, man, what a, this is a fun episode. Get to absolutely just... Sensational defecate on every other big 10 team that's not here right now yeah. um, and, and don't feel bad about it whatsoever um get to rip apart the breathing exercises i'm feel, we're feeling some type of way yeah 
They're letting us get hot. It's gonna. This could come crashing down in the worst cut, way, but gonna we're say, gonna enjoy pride, this. Pride comes before the fall. This the the, <laughs> the fall. The, yeah, pride, pride comes before the fall. This is good Mark Antonio advice here, but uh, I like it up here right yeah. now. I like it up here so far. Yeah. We needed this. All right, it's mm-hmm. been a while. It's been a while since we've been able to smile about sports. We're back though. Appears appears that we are back. We're back. And we will be back next week. That is right. What happens? <laughs> Whether I'm in a car on the way to Houston, uh, just FaceTime and JT, or whether we're both in a car at the just, same time, just, just two we'll together. We'll record holding portable mics in the front row. It'll be car. great. I'll get the pedals. You get the wheel. It's gonna be. Sounds it's like gonna be point. fantastic. Yeah. Or. Or we're just sad. Or we're not. Think about that. <laughs> How about and, that? And with that profound thought at the end of the show, we are. What a way uh, to land the plane there, Matt. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, this is uh, the SD for All show. We appreciate you listening this week, and we'll be back yeah. next week, either happy or sad. One of those two options. Or not. Or not. Or not. Or not. Appreciate I'll, it. I get worse at these ends every show. <laughs> Please close your eyes, turn around, and count to nine. When you open them, I will be gone. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply.